Welcome to Zero Down from the Economics Department of Miranda House. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about attention economics. Let us begin by understanding what attention economics is. Attention economics is an approach to the management of information that treats human attention as a scarce commodity and applies economic theory to solve various information and management problems. The term attention economy was coined by psychologists economist and Nobel laureate Herbert A. Simon, who posited that attention was the bottleneck of human thought that limits both what we can perceive in stimulating environments and what we can do. If we talk about the present internet age, everything is in abundance with so much information and so many options available to the consumer. As mentioned in 1971 by Herbert Simon, in a world of abundance, the only scarcity is human attention. Our attention has always been limited, valuable and scarce. But what distinguishes the present day is that technological advances have made an overwhelming amount of information available, strategically aimed at capturing our attention. As for the general public, it has never been easier to garner such personal levels of attention through means of social media. You'd be surprised to know that humans now have an attention span of shorter than a goldfish. According to a study done in the early 2000s, the average attention span of humans decreased from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. Also, did you know that most people check their phones 300 times a day? And that is 30 times an hour during work hours. Wonder why that happens? That's frightening. When we go on the internet, we typically have a goal in mind, like finding an answer to a question or conducting research. And once we obtain what we want, we leave the site. But social media keeps us on the platform longer and wanting more. Like once we see the platform or the user we like, we subscribe to them on YouTube, become friends with them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram or Twitter. After that, anything they post will appear on our feeds. Anyone can set up an account and have the opportunity for their presence to be seen by millions. But this also increases the pressure to capture more of an increasingly scarce resource of attention. As our online social media presence is defined by numbers, numbers of friends, followers versus following, likes and subscribers, comparison is very easy. Further, social media sites explore pages through endless information at us hoping that one picture, hashtag, or a video will interest us. We can scroll endlessly on social media, and upon finishing a video, we will always have a new one to autoplay. However, when we focus our attention glued to our phones, we forego other opportunities. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Many firms understand the scarcity of our attention and are adapting their business models to capitalize on it. For instance, music streaming services like Spotify have two revenue streams. You can either monetarily pay for ads to disappear or pay with your attention and listen to ads. These companies make sure that our feeds keep getting updated endlessly, which instills in us the fear of missing out on trends and hot topics, which is why we get glued to our screens. This creates a problem of passive interaction where we become a content consumer rather than content creator and problem solver.
Most of us know these facts and get uncomfortable when reminded about their screen time. So, what do we do? We pick up our phones to escape this feeling of uneasiness and distract ourselves. We have become so addicted to the feeling of instant gratification through numbers of likes, comments and followers that it has become quite difficult for us to function in real life where you have to have patience and work hard to get things done. Uh-huh. True. Our total screen time is impacting our efficiency. It's how often we are picking up our phones and getting distracted. And here comes the twist. It will take us more than 20 minutes to get back to what we were doing before. Once you have taken a peek, which turned into mindless scrolling. Wow. This takes a serious hit on our ability to focus and makes it nearly impossible to create the environment for deeper, which gives the real satisfaction. It is a short supply and has fixed potential, that is 24 hours, and everyone wants some of it. Since we cannot increase maximum potential of attention, it gives rise to attention war in today's digital age. As mentioned by Reed Hastings, Netflix's biggest competition is sleep, as humans only have limited amount of time in a day to watch Netflix. Advertising is what makes these huge platforms their billions. Your viewing history is dragged for the sole purpose of showing you tailored content, whether it's the news that Facebook shows you or the ads that appear on Instagram. By using information like the time we spend on a site or a click-through rate, these companies can control us. And the more we participate, the more powerful they're controlled. Websites earn revenue when visitors engage with their ad, commonly by generating impressions, engagements, or clicks. An advertiser, for example, might pay a publisher 20 cents per click. If their ad generates 500 clicks each day, the publisher earns $10 a day or $300 a month. And the price we pay it is with our attention. But our attention is a cunning resource. It learns to tune into interesting and predictable information in our environment and pass over normal, predictable paths. So the more use we are seeing tailored at, the less effective they become at holding our focus. Sadly, this has led to attention economy tactics becoming increasingly aggressive. Videos now autoplay on YouTube, Netflix and Facebook and songs are played in video games to craftily pre-made our consciousness. Also, many of us Generation Z reached our teenage years just as social media was emerging. So I feel like the insecurities we had, the personas we wanted to portray, and the desire to feel like we belong comes with being a teenager, merged seamlessly with social media's design of bridging us together and garnering more and more attention. When looking at social media societal impact, Tristan Harris, the founder of the Center for Human Technology and former Google design ethicist and product philosopher, suggests that it is monumental. Harris asserts behavior design can seem lightweight because it's mostly just clicking on screens. But what happens when you magnify that into an entire global economy? then it becomes about power. As we continue to drown in a surplus of stimuli trying to capture our attention, perhaps we must focus on paying attention to what we pay attention to. From a societal point of view, the social media platforms have essentially become an engine to spread misinformation and propaganda. They have been accused of allowing foreign governments to disrupt elections. Besides, 
It is also being used to fuel hate crimes and even genocides. These tech companies have become so large that their services have become equivalent to public utility services. And these companies have reached a level of near sovereignty. The government had introduced antitrust laws and public utility regulations to protect consumers from rising prices. But unfortunately, businesses operating in attention economy defy the econometrics of these laws because they offer free services. These are indeed the new challenges new generations must face. But remember that it's not solely your responsibility to keep your screen time in check. We also need to hold these businesses accountable to behave ethically. Quite frankly, we need a revolution in the business models and someone who promises to do more for us as opposed to taking so much from us. There's no moral fiber to be found in the attention economy. All these progressively forceful tactics exist just so people spend more time on platforms. It's not about our intentions or why we are on these sites. It's about tapping into our impulses and trying to dominate them. And as such, companies who compete in attention economy often do so with little regard for the effect it has on our well-being. We must also learn to master our focus and our self-awareness to properly take advantage of the attention economy because limitless access to knowledge brings limitless opportunity. But only to those who learn to manage the new currency, their attention. In the new economy, the most valuable asset you can accumulate may not be money, may not be wealth, may not even be knowledge, but rather the ability to control your own attention and to focus. Because until you are able to limit your attention, until you are able to turn away at will from all the shiny things and nipple slips, until you are able to consciously choose what has value to you and what does not, you and I and everyone else will continue to be served up garbage indefinitely. And it will not get better, it is only going to get worse. In the future, our attention will be sold. And it may be that the only people able to capitalize on it are the people who can control their own. Thank you.